Hi, this is Kevin Smith and Brian Belter. We are continuing today on our conversational devotional over the book of Exodus. Yesterday we ran through Moses and God having a conversation about what God wanted Moses to do. Uh, today we're going to see a little more of that conversation and some complaining and encouragement again uh, towards Moses uh, and finally uh, introduce Moses' brother Aaron into the picture. And so today we will hear from Exodus chapter 4. Then Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. And he said, Throw it to the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Then God said, Put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. If they will not believe you, God said, or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. If they will not believe even those two signs, or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you've spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him, and put words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you both what to do. He shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth, and you shall be as God to him. And take in your hand this staff, with which you shall do the signs. Moses went back to Jethro his father-in-law and said to him, Please let me go back to my brothers in Egypt to see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who were seeking your life are dead. So Moses took his wife and his sons and had them ride on a donkey, and went into the land of Egypt. And Moses took the staff of God in his hand. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the miracles I, that I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to the Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. At a lodging place on the way, 
The Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin and touched Moses' feet with it and said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. It was then that she said, A bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron all of the words of the Lord with which he had sent him to speak, and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all of the, all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. Well, that was uh, that was quite a lengthy passage, so let's kind of uh, summarize what we looked at here. Um, again, we see Moses having some questions and concerns that he, he brings to, to the Lord, and of course the Lord you know, has a great answer for each of these concerns. Uh, and we finally get to see some, some miracles and signs uh, that Moses will later perform and that the Lord is performing now through Moses. Uh, we we see Moses begin his journey back to Egypt and back to meet his brother Aaron to be his his mouthpiece to the people of Israel. Uh, we're reminded of the some of the covenant uh, facts uh, that you know the Lord had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know specifically the the circumcision of uh, Moses' son, and then we do get to meet up with Aaron, um, where. Moses conveys everything that the Lord has, has shown him and said to him out in the wilderness. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a lot that happens in this one chapter. And it's kind of interesting because uh, you lead off a very intricate conversation between God and Moses. And then when it gets to the portion where Moses is returning to Egypt, I mean, that's a huge amount of time. He's got to make that huge long journey again. Mm-hmm. Um, they Like they even mention... That odd little part in the middle uh, where they talk about the lodging place that they stay at um, from our study Bibles we're able to see that uh, it's sort of a it's a bit of a difficult episode to understand but the thought pattern there is that the Lord was upset with the fact that Moses' son was not circumcised so either Moses's life was in jeopardy or his son's life was in jeopardy. Uh, it's not entirely clear there. Yeah, we go from this conversation of the Lord with Moses and then kind of starkly, quickly. It's a bit of a jar. Yeah, you see, sure. you see it says the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. And we were both a little taken aback like, by that put, statement. Put who to death? <laughs> yeah, we were a little confused and we had to, had to look at it a little bit uh, to kind of realize that all right, Moses' son has not been circumcised. That is part of the the, the Abrahamic covenant that was established uh, with the Lord back in the book of Genesis. And so, you know, before Moses returns to to Egypt to his people, um, we need, he needed to make sure that his son was circumcised. And then it seems like everything was falling back into place then. So, just a little aside, that was a point that we were a little confused on as we were reading through this. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, if you go back to the meat of the text, which I feel like is the conversation between God and Moses, and certainly uh, most people will have encountered this story before. Uh, It's just a continuation of what we saw with Moses just trying to worm his way out of this job. He doesn't feel like he's worthy of it. 
Um, and maybe he's a little bit scared of it, too. I mean, it's not like he left Egypt on good terms. Yeah, throughout uh, throughout chapter 3 and chapter 4, we get to hear um, five, I think, distinct uh, questions or concerns that Moses comes up with. You know, he first asks, you know, who who am I that I should go? And we discussed that yesterday about, you know, Moses not feeling feeling worthy. He's neither Egyptian nor kind of Hebrew at this point in time. He asked the Lord, you know, what is your name? I need something to call you to the people of Israel. Well, the Lord gives him a response on that, and we get the I am who I am. Then the objection um, here in chapter 4, uh, he, he's concerned that the people won't believe that the Lord has spoken to him. Uh, so the Lord gives him the, the signs and wonders to prove that they did speak. And, that, and then Moses kind of gets concerned about his his lack of elegance eloquent speech, uh, which is something I think Kevin and I were worried about on uh, presenting here, too. <laughs> who, are, who are we to do this with our non-eloquent speeches? But the Lord reminds Moses that he is the one that made his mouth, and he is the one that is going to provide the speech. And he even kind of, like, you know, gives Moses one on this one. He's he does. Like, when, when Moses finally says, please send someone else, God says, all right, all right. It's like, fine. Well, I'll Aaron. Aaron can talk for you. I'll tell you the words to pass on to Aaron to speak. Uh, fine. It's like it's kind of like I mean you you know when you're dealing with a child sometimes when um, you don't want to necessarily completely give them your way their way, but every now and then there's a little bit of compromise. Yeah, it does seem like God placated Moses a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> a little bit here, but again, it's all part of his. He knew what to say. Divine purpose too, you know that. You know, he, Aaron's going to be involved in this yeah, in he, this story. So. He knew Aaron had a role to play from the get-go. Uh, so this was uh, a way to work him in, make it seem like Moses' idea a little bit. Some good <laughs> sales tactics. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then it kind of gives a preview, too, when the Lord is speaking to Moses um, about specifically what he wants him to do, the signs, the wonders. And he kind of, again, he predicts to Moses or lets Moses know what's going to happen about, you know, showing the the staff turning to a snake, showing the withered hand coming out of the cloak, and yet he's still going to harden Pharaoh's heart. And when Moses says, let let the people go, Pharaoh is still not going to let him go. And then here we get the uh, the threat, almost, if you will, of if if Pharaoh does not let the Lord's people go, the, the Lord's going to kill the firstborn son. So yeah. it gives us a kind of a little bit of a glimpse into uh, where this encounter with Pharaoh might be headed. Well, and then uh, once Moses is back with Aaron and the people, you have this scene that they don't really they don't really elaborate on. But this scene with the elders between Moses and Aaron, you have to imagine this was a pretty dynamic scene. Um, these people like suddenly seeing. Uh, this Moses guy who grew up with the Egyptians for the most part and then fled after murdering someone suddenly comes back and says, hey, I talked to God out in the wilderness. I mean, you have to imagine the words that the Lord gave to Aaron to speak and the signs that he gave Moses to do. I mean, they had to be pretty convincing if these peoples who didn't really have a lot of experience with being able to hope and like look forward to their futures like to actually believe that Moses was the real deal. I mean, we they say you know, and the people believed. 
And that's that's the line. It's like you you almost wonder what that scene was like that got him to that believing point. Yeah, it would be neat to kind of have a more elaborate uh, description of what went on there because as we saw at the very end of chapter 3, the people were groaning and crying out um, in desperation to, to be broken of the bonds of slavery. And we know that the Lord heard them, but now we get to see Moses bringing... Uh, that the word of the Lord, the signs of the Lord to these people who had been yearning and crying out for so long. Um, it, it just had to be a, a, an amazing scene, you know, like a, an emotional scene for these people too that that they finally, finally are hearing from the Lord after after decades or centuries of, of oppression. Yeah, and that the Lord remembered his covenant with them and it had been enough time and it was within their generation that they were going to see freedom. And uh, the very end of the, the chapter here, we see that when when the Israelites saw the signs and that the Lord had visited Moses and the people of Israel, they bowed down their heads and they worshipped. It's pretty powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll be moving into more signs and wonders from Moses and... And kind of get into, he actually gets to Pharaoh this time now. So yeah, now it's just this. This chapter was about the journey to Egypt, and now, uh, and now the real work begins uh, with the Pharaoh and Moses. Well, that about wraps things up for today. I want to remind everybody that uh, we do have our Lenten services during this period of time uh, every Wednesday for at eleven o'clock in the morning and at seven o'clock at night. And the obligatory mention of... We do always have a dinner before the 7 o'clock service starting 5.45. That's right. Good food, good company. Uh, track Brian and I down there. Tell us what we're doing wrong with podcasts. Or what we're doing <laughs> right. You can tell us what we're doing right. That's okay. Well, yeah, that's always welcome. <laughs> uh, and on the weekends, of course, we have our regular service times. 5 o'clock on Saturday. And 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sundays with an hour-long Bible study at 9.15. So we ask you to come and join us for some good fellowship, some good worship during this Lenten season. And as we close this podcast out today, I would like to ask you all to join us in a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you again with thanksgiving uh, that you were able to bring us together to to dive into your word and to, to discuss it with others uh, and each other personally and to grow our relationship as we as we study your word together. God, we saw today that even though we have shortfallings and doubts about ourselves, just like Moses, that you are the one behind us. You are the one that gave us all our parts and members. The, specifically, Moses speaks about not being able to speak, but you say, I gave you your mouth. How can you not speak? Let us take that to heart. Uh, anytime we have doubts in our and what we can do through you. And we pray that you do use us as instruments to get your blessings and your word to all humanity and to all that we encounter. Uh, We pray these things in your name, Lord. Amen. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.